are y'all moving different out here? Um, like, I mean, I've been moving different. But <laughs> okay. <that's> okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what does the cross on your forehead signify? It's a knife. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the third episode of the Crew Podcast, man. Uh, I go by the name of Jeremy Phoenix. We Denzel Williams in the building. And we have a special guest, Deja. In the building. Have it up for Deja, man. Thank you so much for coming out. All right. So I just want to thank everybody for watching, uh, you know, retweeting, commenting, uh, everything. I just want to thank y'all for that. Um, sure, we really sure. appreciate the love. So on this episode, man, we got a controversial episode. Uh, we ain't gonna even get too deep into the R. Kelly thing right now, man. We gonna we gonna hit y'all light. We gonna hit y'all light at the top of the podcast right now. We ain't gonna even do that. So so we just want to introduce Deja, and she also has a business called Collar for the Hearts. And can you just say a little bit about your business? Yes, um, my business is an online pet boutique that I started in remembrance of my toy poodle. Don't know if you remember her. Her name was Ebony. Got her when I was, yeah, you don't. (laughs) Got her when I was six years old, and she pretty much lived with me throughout my whole life. She died June 2016, and I used to lavish her with collars, clothes, ponytails, paint her nails, everything like that. So I pretty much made the shop in her honor um, just to keep her living on. And so I got this bright idea to, well, actually I didn't. I started making collars for my kitten that I got recently about two years ago. Mm-hmm. And Denzel and my best friend and a mutual friend, Gigi, gave me the idea that I should um, start selling the collars. And so that's how I came up with this grand idea. Um it's a good way to kind of channel my focus to my creative juices. So that's yeah. what I've been up to. Yeah. Hey, go support that, man. Please go support that. Go yes, support that. Yeah, the heart. Yeah, yeah number man. four. We're going to have all that link in the description, the bio, all that. So, you know, make sure y'all go cop that. Check out the website. Follow her IG page. Follow her on Facebook. She's pretty Pinterest. much on Pinterest as, as well. well. Yeah. She's pretty much attacking all different you know, platforms, you know what I mean? But we will have that on our page for you to follow. Definitely gonna cop something, you know what I'm saying? I know you got a pet that you yeah. love and care about. Yes. Why not deck them out Don't in the Don't be in fashion? the DMs talking about, can I get a discount? None of that. No, we, yeah, no, we I, seen you yeah. on the, yeah. It's okay. We She got yeah. she got great prices, people, so right. you shouldn't need a discount. And it's always it's, sales going on, so you know, catch those. Exactly. Yeah. And it's genuine material. So yes. just, just, just check it out. You know what I'm saying? Don't, we're talking about it. Just go see about it. And you know what I'm saying? Definitely hit her up. So, you know, yeah. get your collars. Yeah. How's our year been so far, man? Like, how's it? How's. I would have to you? say. It's I know it's only been two <laughs> days in, but. Oh, yeah. Well, 2019. I don't know. I've been in a pretty much good space because I love the fact that you guys talked about manifestation because I'm starting to see a lot of my stuff coming to pass. Listening. You know, I hope y'all been listening. Hey, just to let y'all know, we're going to get some away next month. So y'all might be listening. See, we're already telling it. You ain't supposed to tell them that already, bro. 
to see that you out here doing something. He don't yeah. want to see you take it, take it, take it. Oh, you know, I need I need a, a Rafe or a Rolls Royce or whatever like that. You know, uh, you know, she just wants you to invest into her business. So, um, so according to the AJCC, there are eighty thousand more single women than men in Atlanta. That is crazy. And uh, we even seen it when we went to church. We was like, yeah. the crazy part about it, we was like, man, we don't even know if like black men even go to church because it was crazy. Yeah, that was the topic we was coming back. Like, yeah. So, do you think like men they take advantage of that, or like is that the main reason like women are like having problems with men because it's, they know it's a big pool out there and they can do anything they want to do? Um. Yeah, and I feel like any place where you go where it's a lot of entertainment, it's a lot to do, um, you don't really have to be family-oriented. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how it goes, um, especially when you're talking about Atlanta, like Metro Atlanta. Yeah. It's not, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. you know, everybody out, they doing what they want to do, seeing who they want to see is big. You can be over here and you'll never get caught with, you know, right. anyone. If you dating more than one person, so I mean, <laughs> yeah, I just feel like they using that as their, you know, to their advantage. So definitely, yeah. that's that's a huge thing. I feel like in Atlanta, for sure. Yeah, I mean, like like you were saying, like we, when we went to church, we like we may have found our church on people. You know, we're not calling it yet, but. Um, if you watch the first episode, you know why that's important, but, um, but yeah, so, (laughs) but, um, but yeah, like you were saying, like we went to church, like it was like maybe one guy per row, if that, and we were just like, exactly. That was a pastor (laughs) on the row. You know what I mean? And it was just like, this is crazy. I had never seen that before. Cause I, it always had been like a, a even balance of guys and girls, but now it's just more women in, in, Anywhere you go to, whether that's you can go to Walmart, you know what I'm saying. You see more women than you do men, and it's I, I agree with that stat. You know what I mean? It's a stat, so I mean it's real. But I, I definitely look at it like, hey, it's a lot of women in this city, and it's it's the numbers is crazy as far as it compared to uh, the amount of men. So okay, we, it's it's a good thing if you're a single man. It's a good thing. Yeah. It's a good thing. Yeah, and I feel like just like how I said, I'm focusing on working and stuff. I think that I'm not the only one. There's a lot of people doing that, especially around this age. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's what everybody's consuming their time with working and then, you know, just pretty much doing their thing, having fun and stuff. Nobody really, I guess, has time for exclusively dating. So that's true. But you got to, you got to, you make time for what you want to make time exactly. for. Exactly. You know that's what I'm saying? the key. Yeah. You make time for what that's you want to make time for. So if no you, if, even if, even if you, you're looking to, you know, invest in your business and grow your business, you, you still want to have, you can't just be a robot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can't just be mm-hmm. business, 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 and yeah. no type of leisure, no type of playtime. Not saying you should go out every weekend or date somebody every weekend, but it's nice to get out every now and then and go let your head down for a little bit and enjoy yourself. If, you know, you're willing to, give that person your time or if that person is also willing to give you their time because it's a it's it's a relationship it's a give and take type thing it's not just oh, okay let's just go out no, it has to be a mutual thing between both people to be like okay let's go out and whatever the case may be so yeah um, but yeah so that's facts that's facts 
So have you had like men sliding your DMs? Like so alright, so DMs. What's the proper way to slide it? in your DMs or is DMs like do you even like look at them and like oh I'm gonna take this person serious DM etiquette yeah what's a DM etiquette I don't know I feel like first of all you know that little notification bar you get at the top where you can <laughs> read a little snippet depending on what those, <laughs> what those first five words say depends on if I'm on the whole paragraph so um, but I don't know. I feel like DMs is not really like this clutch thing to do. But if you're going to do it, I feel like just with any conversation, you need mm-hmm. to come at me, at least think about it. Like, you know, oh, I noticed you have a business, you know, blah, 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 blah. Or, you know, oh, something valid. Something valid. Don't, you know, come on. I, that I mean, so I feel like, you know, if you're going to slide in the DMs, you know, yeah. say Come correct. Come yeah. correct or be creative. Yeah, like don't be talking about the same hey, thing. Beautiful. Oh, you, be- you, beautiful. Hey, beautiful. And y'all need be saying it with the with the with the y o u r e. It's the y o u r. Y'all forget the you're... apostrophe and the e. Y'all hey, just you, you beautiful. Yeah. I, just, I just like you. you know? I've been watching. I've been watching. You've been watching me. Mm-hmm. Now you sound like a stalker. Exactly. You, like, you sound dangerous. Get more creative. I'm not understanding the problem, and it's like you're never successful. I know you're not. Yeah. So you know. <laughs> yeah. Come up with Just some. Just what she said. Yeah. That's <laughs> like, what I'm saying. Yeah. Come up with some props. Okay, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a backtrack because we was talking about church, uh-huh. and so like, how do you feel about dating like men that's like in the church? Because I know like some women, Sean, they don't want to date yeah. men that's in the church, like you know. They don't want to talk to a man. I really don't have a preference with as far like with that. But my only thing with that is I have to just keep my eyes open because I've met someone in the church before. Somebody who introduced me to the church. Brought me to the church, you know. You know, he wanted to go to the front and get prayed over and everything together. Asked him to pray over our new whatever Uh we got going on and all of that. And then ended up being one of the worst that I've ever talked to. So I mean, Ooh. you know, the place really Dang, doesn't man. even matter. You just you just have to keep your eyes open. That's, really. that's crazy though, because I don't even so, like be t- like I don't know. I love God, but I don't even start off like that. Oh yeah, I've been church, blah blah. Because blah. I know some women they just like shun away from that, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I don't know what it is. Uh, I mean, but. I, 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 like you were saying, I think some women do shun that, which I don't know why. I mean, I guess, I don't know, I guess church boys Too have good. a bad, yeah, I think Too church goody. boys are like a goody, goody yeah. type man. Yeah. So and I, I guess mad and I, <laughs> <laughs> and they don't know like what he's going to require out of them. So they just like, yeah. oh, I don't know if I can give you all of that. I don't know. But, I mean, but, I, I, I I'm, I wouldn't put myself in the in the church the quote unquote church boy category. I don't know. I mean, but I mean, some women gonna look down on it. They, I mean, they just not gonna be like, mm, he cute, but you know what I'm saying. I'm not really feeling it. But I think it, it just has like a bad, just a bad connotation with it. Like a, a church boy, yeah, it's got, it's got a bad rap, man. I think like a church boy vibe, like a good boy, like I, it's 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 one of those things that 
like a lot of women just they not just feeling hot for whatever reason. Yeah, they just not feel some of some of them. This is not all. This is not a end all be all. But some women just not feeling that vibe, and that's understandable. You like what you like. Everybody has a preference, or you know what they like and what they dislike. So I can't be upset with it. But yeah, it and is. I a also thing. think that it's it's also about where you're at too, because I know we all came from the same college town and they was into it <laughs> like yeah. y'all rolling mm-hmm. up suiting and booted coming to highlands they cool yeah <laughs> they they were cool <laughs> or whatever they, they might happen to go there as well yeah. like every, I mean, everybody went to highlands yeah like, oh my god you were, they when they put that oh my god what small group you gonna do they, this semester you know what i'm saying so i mean it stuff. just depends it just depends but i don't know i mean like if that's you be true to yourself and whoever gonna flock to you gonna flock to you that's true that's yeah true. that's facts all right um so this question is a little deep uh should you talk about your past hurts before getting into a serious relationship with someone mm. i say no mm. Did you talk about your past hurts? And I'll, I'll explain why, yeah. but what do you guys think? I, should you talk about your past hurts before getting I want to know. I, I want to know what I'm getting. Yeah, I want to know if you... I, I, I hate to say I want to know if you molested. I want to know. I want to know all these things because, because I want to know why you do certain things, you know? So... Yeah. That's why I want to know. And, and, and to go back on that, too, I I, I, I want to know, too. You know what I'm saying? I want to know, like, what 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 happened? You know what I'm saying? What, maybe, if you're talking about past hurts, like, what was your last relationship? I may not be the first thing I break up at first, yeah. but it's going to be like, okay, your past relationships, whatever you, you whatever you've been through, you know, I want to know more about you. I think it's part of the learning process as far as getting to know your significant other, what they've been through, how they've been through it. Because, I mean... Even in the early stages, you 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 still want to know who they are and what they're talking about. So, yeah. I mean, that's just that's just what it is. <laughs> yeah, so. I feel like that's all well and good, and I do feel like you know, in due time, you should talk about that. But I know from personal experience, I kind of feel like it's kind of tricky when you start to get into your past initially because you know the the good person might want really want to, you know, know what you've been through and everything to see how you are as a person. But then you have some people that like to use what mm. you tell them yeah, and plot that's on bad. you, like that's use true. your like weaknesses to just plot or see, you know, how far they can go with certain situations or like use it against you. I've had that happen to me. And so mm. I feel this though. Yeah. It's okay to do it, but you have to get, I don't know. You just have to really have a good understanding of who that person is today versus their past before you start getting into talking about the past. That's just my opinion. That's a good point. That's That's facts. That's facts. Okay. When should you talk about finances with a person um, when you're dating? Should you talk about it off the bat? Like, I know, like, my pastor, well, my pastor in Houston, he's still my pastor. Shout out to Pastor Keon, man. Uh, (laughs) He was talking about when he first met his... uh, his his wife, uh, he asked her what her credit score was. I don't know. I think this was like the second day or the first day he asked her, like, what's your credit score? What's your financial situation? And she, at the time, she was making more money than him. And should you, should you, when should you ask about finances? Um, I kind of feel like that's, that really depends on where, like, you are in life at that time. Like, mm-hmm. are you looking to date 
or are you looking to marry who you're going to date right now? Because, you know, if so, then, yeah, go ahead and get into the finances because you're going to need to know what you're working with and everything. Cause, you know, yeah. But if you just, you know, just casually dating, I don't feel like the finances are important. Mm -hmm. And then also, it also depends on your age. Are you, you know, looking to buy a house right now? Are you looking to start a family right now? If you're not, and you just, you know, just renting your apartment, you just cooling. Mm. No need to really know what their credit score is, really. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you got to know something. You know what I mean? I don't know necessarily, like, I don't know. I I haven't, I wouldn't do, like, the credit score approach. That's just because it's not me. But mm -hmm. if, I, if I'm talking to you, I'm dating you at this point, I can see myself going further with you. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not just dating you just but ah, oh, let's just kick it. I can kick it with myself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. If I'm if I'm, I'm lonely. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's true. But I'm saying like if 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 I if I'm if I'm interested in you, I, I do wanna know where your headspace is when it comes to finances and when it comes to, you know, what what do you do with your money? I wanna know like what you spend your money on. You know what that's I'm saying? Right. Like, and I feel like part of that is just you know, you learn people's habits just by being around them. You can mm. see how somebody spend their money and stuff like that. But, um, and then, I don't know. Like, I feel like definitely that's that's the thing. Um, but, yeah, you just got to know, like, what you're doing at that time. Like, are you actively dating and wanting to marry whoever you're going to, you know, initially date that, you know, special one and everything, because if so, then, yeah, you definitely need to discuss finances. However, it doesn't have to be the first date. I mean, yeah. like, keep it light. Don't stress nobody out in everything. I'm talking about the first yeah. date. Nah, you can't just, you can't just go in there. Oh, uh, hey, man, how much money you got in your pocket? Right, uh, but, but that's what he <laughs> yeah. said. Um, I mean, old boy was like, what's your credit score? Yeah. I mean, hopefully it came up a little ca more casual than like, uh, yeah, so, you know, you like taking long walks in the park. Yeah. Uh, what's your credit score? Right, you know because, then, because then let's talk about the next thing. Because when somebody started wanting to know about your pockets initially, you mm -hmm. trying to figure out what they here for. Like, yeah, that's true. Because people right do that, teachers. people plot and scheme and stuff depending on what you got going on as far as your money flow right. as well. Like, what can I get from you? What can you do for me? Mm -hmm. You know. Would you date someone with kids? Yes. With kids? Yeah, with kids. Yes. I mean, I used to say no, but I feel you're older now. Huh? We're older now. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we're older, but it's just really I'm going to have to dissect the situation because my issue was never just solely about the children. It's also about that baby mama thing for me. Yeah. Um, I need to see what type of space y'all are in. Mm -hmm. Then I don't really know about the multiple. Not right now with a 25-year-old. If you have multiple children, probably Ooh, not. Yeah. That's a no for me. But if it's just like you know, one and your situation seems to check out and I really like you like that, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I think I think the same way with me is like I, I don't mind it at this point because I I've met I've met a bunch of different women who have who have had a child mm -hmm. and, you know, it's it's different. It takes some getting used to because it's not something that, you know, you grow up and you, you know, this is what people tell you to do. But for me I don't mind it. I think, you know, but it has to be a relationship with the the girl that I'm talking to to be like, hey, you know, yeah. when are we, when am I going to, to meet your child? You know what I'm saying? Or when, when it's comfortable for you, I don't want to meet your child off the, if I meet your child on the first date, 
that's an issue. Yeah, like, I don't really because one, you don't you don't care about who you bring in your entire yeah. life. Therefore, I don't need to be a part of it because uh, yeah. it's a red flag. Yeah. But you know, over time, once you spend more time with that person, like, hey, you know, I think that's a, a big thing when you get to meet uh, the child. Once you meet the child, I think that's a huge thing because yeah. like, dang, she really she's yeah. really feeling me enough to to bring it, bring me in the child's life. So don't have a little badass running in the room <laughs> like, talking about who did right. Oh, you you got a new uncle. Nah, don't don't yeah, be having that's that. A little yeah. weird to be considering me uncle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, and that yeah, that's also it's got a communication is key. Like yeah. you can't just be like, hey, yeah, this is this is this is Earl so and so, you know, this is your uncle Earl. Well, we know I ain't we no kidding you. Him. Right. I ain't no kidding you. And then also I really can't even get exclusive with you either until I see what my cause you know Children have connections just like adults do. So, I mean, I need to know if I'm going to really connect with your child because I'm not going to go through this whole season of trying to connect and, you know, and all of that. Like, and I'm a, I love kids. So, I mean, like, if I can connect with your child, then we good to go. But if not, then we going to, we going to dip out because, um, you know, your child deserves to be happy. All right. So do we. Sometimes you can't force it. I mean, either it's going to work or it's not going to work. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, no matter how much you may like the, the man or woman or whatnot, if it if it's not, if the, it's, it's just not going to work. Sometimes, no matter how much effort you put into it, no matter how much you work into it, it's not going to work. So yeah. you, you can't make something happen that's not going to happen. Like he was saying, like, you just, you got to let go and let God. Just, it's, let it's go a, and let God. You know what I'm saying? Let it go along to the fact that you have a child, because that happened to me before. Like, Ooh, I'm just casually kicking it. And then he, like, his daughter calls or whatever. And then I'm like, oh, yeah. Remember I told you about my daughter? And he's like, no, because I wouldn't have forgotten about that. Like, uh, I don't forget stuff like that. No, you did not. And there's a problem with it. Dang. Like, uh, you gotta like, gotta let them know. I think yeah. <laughs> you not communicating so that with them. So pretty much that was ob. Like that. Yeah, sound like you about to lie again. Right. <laughs> you already the next lying. lie is gonna be that you not with the baby. This is a small lie. I hate to see what a big lie look like. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm straight. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. I was out. I, uh, I know this is off topic. Uh-oh. I was a girl. Out, Talking to a girl at work, and she said a dude lied about his name. <laughs> y'all lying about your name? You Come on, bro. Y'all tripping. Y'all tripping. Y'all, y'all creating new lies. It's right okay here. if your name is Bartholomew. You know what I'm saying? Just tell them that. I might lie about that. <laughs> <laughs> my name Michael or something. But see, I wouldn't even lie. I would just go legally get that changed. Facts. Yeah. Before I'm going to be out here lying. Because <laughs> I don't even want you to know that's my name. Bartholomew. Yeah. Shout out to my boy. So, do you feel like you should live with your significant other before marrying them? Mm. This is a hot take on Twitter. I don't know. This is a hot I take mean, on Twitter. I feel like I don't even want to just be, um, I don't want to just straight up answer that for the the whole world. I mean, whatever floats your boat, but I personally don't want to do it. I mean, I just don't. Um, It just gets too too, um, tricky. Yeah. Um, And then the fact that you feel like you don't really have an outlet, you know, you can't really go nowhere. Y'all just both stuck here. And everything mm-hmm. is no space or nothing. Then people just start doing stuff out of character because they feel trapped. And, you know, I don't think it's a it's a good thing for me. That's how arguments happen. Yeah, a lot. that's you what get tired of each other. Yeah, get tired of each other. 
I, I wouldn't mind if I got married having somewhere right. I can chill. Still. And then, like, not Still. see you for, like, yeah. two days. Yeah. Right. I like, can miss you. Yeah. I yeah. think absence makes the heart grow fonder. Facts. So, if I'm away from you for at least a little bit, it's like, damn, I really miss her. Like, what's she doing? Like, it creates this, mystery, this yeah. mystery. Like, oh, what's she doing? You know, you may know what she's doing, but you like, damn. I... <laughs> but you, but you, <laughs> but you may be like, damn, I don't know what she's doing. Da, 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 da. Yeah. And like you said, having like a guest house or something like that where I can just go away for a little while. You do your yeah. thing, I do my thing. If I'm looking at you every day, I, I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to Magic City. <laughs> Exactly, that's what I was going to say. Like, I feel like if you have a nice little escape, a nice little getaway, you don't have to escape to the club. You know, you can go, you can go somewhere in the comforts of your own, you know, little thing you have going on. Yeah, I ain't checking up. I just think that just makes it so much more complicated. I don't have time. And I might get tired of my house. I might just want to pull up your house. It may smell better. Exactly. I love that when I can just pull up to your house. Yes. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? She may have more food at her house or something like that. Like, uh, you know what I mean? She may have and it's better just like snacks. a change of scenery. I'm a scenery person. Sometimes yeah. I just get sick of being in my house. I just want to go to your house. Exactly. Yeah, That's why you got to have separate places so y'all can do separate stuff. Facts. Facts. The relationship going to pop. Yeah. Okay, so if y'all decide to get married, who comes first? You or a previous child? The previous child, they already had a previous child. So who comes first? Y'all married. Previous child. Because the way, the way, I guess, I don't even know if it's religion, how religion set up. I know it's like, you know, the wife, Mm -hmm. then the kids. So, it's like God, wife, kids, yeah. But when you say who comes first, like, what's the scenario? Facts. Um, just I don't know. Just a, I don't want. I don't want to say life and death, but just who comes first in your life? Like if something like tragic would happen, like who? Well, I guess I would have to say the child because at the end of the day, yeah. we can get divorced and your blood is your blood. So I mean, Facts. you know, definitely the child. I'll, you know, yeah. and I feel like when you marrying into that type of situation, you have to have that understanding. You know. Yeah, I wouldn't be right. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be upset with it if you know my old lady chose the the child. You know what I'm saying? Like I, 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 I can respect that. But <laughs> I can respect that because, and if, if it's like how you were saying, if the child was outside before we got married, yeah. then it's like. It was, this was there before, you know what I'm saying? This was all there before me, you know what I'm saying? So I understand, I understand that part, but I'm not going to feel no type of way if, you know, my wife would be like, yeah, I'm going to choose a child of you. I mean, yeah. I know you still love me, yeah. but I mean, I'm not going to be upset about it, but it takes a special type of person to understand that because right. some guys or some women, they're going to be upset with that, you know, if they choose their child over them. So yeah. it just takes a special type of person to look at the situation as what it is and then make the decision you know what i'm saying so so i want to get y'all opinion on this atlanta hiv epidemic so shout out to the cdc because the cdc right behind my job Uh, y'all be doing something behind them little fences i don't know what y'all doing (laughs) hey y'all ain't about to get me but uh so anyway so atlanta hiv epidemic compared to a third world uh african countries according to the cdc 
Um, down t- well, this is by Doctor Doctor Carlos De Roro. I can't say your name, buddy. But anyway, he said downtown Atlanta is bad as um, as most small countries in Africa. Uh, he's the co-director of Emory University. Uh, he says among those most impacted by the epidemic are African American men and women with African-American teens and young people ranking high among those with the greatest risk. So what do y'all, are y'all moving different out here? Um, like, I mean, I've been moving different. But okay. Right there, <laughs> All right. That All right. right there, really, I mean, yes. That should make you want to move different. If yeah. you're not moving different, please yeah. move different. Yeah. Don't need to ask me about no. Please. So do y'all like feel like y'all should go get tested together? Because, you know, some people, oh, they yeah, pulling out sure. the old... The old six months, like, oh, yeah, I'm I'm straight. Mm-hmm. And some of them don't even, I'll be asking folks, like, I ask stuff like that. Like, yeah. okay, so <laughs> when was the last time you've been tested? They be making shit up. Don't know. Oh, well, I ain't really been involved with that. I don't care. Because, I mean, <laughs> I don't care when you was involved with them. It could have been two years ago. Stuff be showing up five years later and stuff. That's, so, yeah. yeah. We definitely going to go and get this uh, testing done because it shouldn't be no issues. And no, you're not going to go get tested and then just come back and tell me you went in. No. Come up with a we piece of paper. Some, yeah. I mean, like he typed it. <laughs> Baby, look. Baby, look. I was clean. But that yeah. mean, what the clinic said? What the clinic what a, The paper dirty as you. What look the, at it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> look at it. Oh, we. You know what I'm saying? But I, I wouldn't mind going to get tested. I'm like, let's go. You know what I'm saying? I think if, if a, Yeah, it shouldn't be an issue. If, you, if you've been doing what you're supposed to do, you know what I'm saying, and being safe and practicing safe sex out there, you know what I'm saying, it shouldn't be a problem with you and your significant other going to be like, hey, let's go get tested. I bet. Let's pull up. I think it'll be it'll be a great time. Y'all gonna sit in the waiting room for it's gonna be blow depending on if y'all go to the free clinic or whatever. So yeah. it's gonna you. I feel like in that moment, I think it kind of makes you come together more. It's like oh, okay, you know, we got tested together. Da, 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 da. If you're willing right. to take that next step into right. that relationship, exactly. then I feel like that'll be a good thing to do. I'm not gonna turn it down to my uh, you know, the girl I'm talking to. I'm like, hey, let's go get tested. Bet what time you need me to go? Let's 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 do it. So, but. Some people ain't gonna like that. Some people ain't gonna want to go get tested. Go get yeah. tested. Go get tested. If you haven't been tested, please go get tested. Yeah. There, it shouldn't be any excuse Before, to Before, during, and after. Yes. <laughs> if you are sexually <laughs> active, part. please go get tested. I'm gonna tell you a story. This girl had told me. Um, she had told me. I asked her when she got tested. She was like, "Oh yeah, I just got tested like a month ago, or whatever." I'm like, "Okay, cool." So, you know, back of my mind, me, you know, being a health professional that I am, I was like, so what, like, all panels did you get tested for or whatever Uh-oh. like that? So she was just naming off the panels. I was like, so did you get tested for HIV AIDS? Oh, I didn't get tested for HIV AIDS, like, two years ago. Bruh. But I, but I went to the clinic so fast. I'm straight now, you know, I ain't. I ain't got nothing. Yeah, I ain't got nothing. I just, just want to let, you know. let you know. I just want to let you know. But uh, yeah, man, like she just didn't know. So when y'all go to the clinic, make sure y'all ask for everything. Don't right because they're not gonna just they're gonna test you test for what you. For, yeah, you know, they gonna test you for what you ask for. You know. What I'm yeah, saying? they yeah. might just test you for HIV, but you have herpes. Mm-hmm. Like, right, or they might test you for herpes and you know chlamydia and all of that, but not HIV. So yeah, definitely. I really, to be honest with you, um, I really just know now before you get AIDS, because 
you know, you get AIDS, your whole immune system gone. So you just need to know now so you can get the proper treatment that you need to get. It ain't nothing to be shamed about. It's it's actually like people, HIV people that are positive, that are dating other HIV people out here. You know what I'm saying? So that don't mean that it's just in game for you, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's it, it's kind of much in game for the rest of the population. But you got to just stay in that that area, you know. I'm mm-hmm. not trying to be mean or anything like that, but you know, you don't want to risk the health of other people. All right. So just get tested, man. A wrap up, tested, man. Please. Just use condom, Safe bro. Sex is the best sex. Just use the if condom, you're, you're man. Sexually active, please practice a safe sex. Don't be like, oh, I can't feel nothing, bro. They got the bare skin. Okay, they got clear. they got different different yeah, yeah they got different clear. type of colors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know what yeah. I'm saying? They got thin, bare skin. No. Yeah. There's so she many. She like it, you like it. Yeah. <laughs> everybody likes it. It's she just like it. everybody <laughs> likes it. Everybody likes it. It's yes. all kind of different types. Please our plate. Know your status. Point, so. Know your status, please. Please, yes. people. Please know your status. Know your status. Yeah. All right, y'all, man. Surviving R. Kelly, man, the pot, Mr. Pied Piper himself, Mr. R. Kelly. Hey, man, hey, you got some classic songs, man. But this this documentary that just came out on you Lifetime, watch it, watch it. is it's crazy. So if y'all know about Pied Piper, Pied Piper was a uh, a mythical creature or a mythical uh, whatever. Uh, some people say it's a true story. The Pied Piper, he went into this town to, uh, you know, draw the rats out with his musical, uh, you know, flavor or whatever. But the people didn't want to pay him. He was like, since y'all ain't going to give me my coins, I'm just going to play the music and we're going to lead the little kids. He led the little kids out of the town and the kids was never, you know, seen again. So that's Mr. R. Kelly. He calls himself uh, Pied Piper. Um, that's not something, yeah, Yeah, that's kind of strange. So he's, he's pretty much giving himself away. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm just going, you know, a a lot of people ain't, you know, I, I don't want to say a lot of people, most people ain't seen the documentary. So I'm just going to do a little briefing of it. So surviving R. Kelly is a six part lifetime documentary dealing with sexual abuse allegations against R and B superstar R. Kelly. Um, the filmmaker and music critic Dream Hampton serve as executive executive producer and musicians. Uh, Chance the rapper John Legend and Stephanie Sparkle Evans Edwards also appeared in the documentary. It aired over three nights from January the third to January the fifth. Um, this was Lifetime's highest rated program in more than two years, with one point nine million total views. Uh, so, what's your thoughts on um, the documentary? Shall I go first? Ladies first. Well, my thoughts on the documentary is like, I don't know. Initially, when I was watching it, I was just like in shock. Not because I didn't think that he was capable of this, but I didn't know it was this many people that he was, you know, Mm -hmm. taking advantage of. But on the other hand, um, I just started to find a whole bunch of kinks and gaps within each individual stories that just kind of made me scratch my head a little bit Mm -hmm. but as an empath I just chose to be empathetic and you know because you know and just consider everybody victims because they are um but you know some of the decision making was just a little you know weird to me but you know 
as an empath, you have to learn how to put yourself in other people's shoes. So, you know, they might not be like me because I can't see myself at any age, like getting taken advantage of in that type of way. Unless they literally forced me. Mm-hmm. But even with that, like, I definitely would have told. And he definitely would. We, he would be serving some type of consequences. Um, but, yeah, so the documentary is very uh, informative, um, I would have to say. But we'll we'll get more into it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I watched, uh, what was it, like, maybe a few episodes. I didn't watch all six episodes, yeah. again, because my attention span yeah. is, is not that great when yeah. it comes to watching stuff. But, I mean, I watched it, and some of it, it was, it, it took me back a little bit, because I, I, I knew about it, but I, I believe when it happened, I was at a young age. So, it was yeah. kind of like, yeah. I, I was like, okay. Yeah, I was like, okay, R. Kelly's, you know, going to prison. I, you know, I, my life still carries on. I, yeah. And plus, I was in the South, so, I mean, it right. probably, it didn't really, like, affect me in the South as more as it did probably up North, because, I mean, he's from Chicago. I feel like everybody in Chicago probably was more invested, right. you know what yeah. I'm saying, more invested into it than people from, you know, in Alabama and stuff like that. So, uh, as, as I'm watching it, it's just, like, it's crazy, because I, I, I really wouldn't think that somebody would be this sick and do something like that. You know what I'm saying? And do it multiple times and with multiple different young girls. Yeah. And it's just like, man, bro, like I didn't think that somebody like this could could do something like that. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, it took me back for a little bit. I was like, damn, I didn't really, I, I, I was really speechless on a lot of it though. I was like, damn, bro, this is crazy. I didn't, I would never thought of something like this, especially from him because I didn't look Again, like growing up, I didn't really look at him like that. I looked at him yeah. as just R. Kelly the singer. I never looked at R. Kelly outside of like, his, the singing realm. That's it. That's all I knew him for. It's hard to give up a step in the name of love. Hey. Yeah, because I ain't even going to lie. Like, I mean, I feel like the devil playing tricks. Like, all week, I swear, his songs coming on Popping satellite radio. I'm like, <laughs> next thing. <laughs> skip, next skip. Dang, this is my song. Yeah, but. Skip. Yeah. But the thing yeah. about it was, I think the most disgusting and the most crazy thing about it was he had people around him that actually yeah, like that. helped him out yeah. with this. Like, they knew about it. That knew about it. Like, shot it covering her face. Hey, don't cover your face now. Hey, uh-huh. you know. And then the dude, the role the manager. The role manager? Yeah. yeah. The, he was talking I mean, about the forge of the signature. Of right. Leah. I mean, the whole time, you like, I knew this was wrong. I knew that was wrong. Oh, she looked like she wanted me to save her, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, not one time did you make sure those girls were straight. Not one yeah. time did you make sure that he served some type of consequences and that y'all still going on tour. You know the heart, the whole thing is just like it was just crazy to me. Yeah, that was that was crazy. I just I don't know, man. Um, I don't know. I think it's just power and money. Power yeah. and money can 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 influence people to to turn their head the other way, turn the cheek the other way, and not uh, not speak up. Because at the end of the day, your paycheck coming from R. Kelly. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? This man paycheck on the line. You say something like, "Hey man, that ain't right." All right, you fired. Yeah, go back. Now, where you gonna where you gonna live at? Where you gonna eat? Where you gonna live at? You know what I'm saying? How you gonna How you gonna get money now? You know what I'm saying? Your main source of income is gone. Yeah, and then I I think people just had that 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 mentality where they was like, "Man, if I if I say something, bro, I ain't gonna be able to find nothing, bro. He got the city on lock. I ain't gonna be able to get another gig." Because he probably was like, "Hey, if you say something, you ain't gonna never work in this town again," type thing. And people was like, 
Alright, so I'm just gonna chill, you know. I'm gonna just lean back with it. You know what I'm saying? He cool. It's bad, but you know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna say anything. Yeah. Which you you are just a part of the problem as he was. Yeah. You uh, yeah, anything. you need to be arrested right along with Yeah. It. Facts. You need to facts. So do you think R. Kelly is not in jail because these victims are black women? Mm. No. I, I, I think so. You do? I, yeah. I, I think I, yes and no. Go I, ahead. Well, go ahead and elaborate yeah. on it. Yeah, I think yes and no. But go ahead. I I'll think like Michael Mick said that um, black women are the most, um, they're not protected. Like they're they're the most unprotected, um, you know, group right. of, group, group of uh, people. I just feel like uh, since they're black, I feel like it was just kind of like discredited. If R. Kelly was on there with a white girl on the tape, I feel like it would have been ten times oh, as yeah, crazy. True. I, mean, I didn't yeah. really think about it like that. Um, definitely, but I don't know. I just kind of feel like I guess because maybe to the courts or whatever it may it might have seemed voluntary. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, even from watching it on um, the documentary, okay, the the young girls, okay, gotcha. You know. We'll, we'll just go with that. Um, but some of these women, like, towards the end of the documentary were, like, grown women. And it's like, mm-hmm. the whole time you saying that initially nothing felt right, this wasn't right, he here with all these little girls and all this and that. But, I mean, yeah. y'all were, like, free to, like, leave and come back and leave yeah. and come back. And it's just like that. And it's just like, at that point, it's consensual. So it's just like, whether you, I don't know. I just feel like, you know. Yeah. I think it was also disgusting that that grown woman, she was Mm -hmm. out there, she was having sex with the little kids, with R. Kelly. Right. Like, like, come on, man. And then she's saying, like, I didn't know she was that young. You know when you're looking at a young girl. And regardless, like, you knew that she wasn't grown, period, whether you knew she was, whether she was 14 or not. And so, I mean, you just wasn't even comfortable with it. Anyways, like whether she was a grown woman or not, you didn't want to be on camera having sex with another female. So, right. I mean, I don't know. Like that part is just weird to me. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, what I didn't understand that thought process. What you gonna me get either. out of that? Like, you're not gonna get or Kelly not gonna not gonna wife you. You know what I'm saying? He's not gonna he's not gonna be with you. Mm-mm. So I don't know if it was. It, I think it was money. Uh, you know, I don't know what it was. I, I just feel like fame and money kind of had their head kind of clouded. Mm-hmm. And then they was young. Young mm-hmm. girls are very uh, impressionable. impressionable. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. It was just it was just very crazy. And I feel like part five and part six was the most disgusting parts for yeah. me. Uh, I think part one with Aaliyah, when... Uh, when they was talking about Aaliyah or whatever. To me, to be honest with you, Aaliyah looked grown to me. She did. Yeah, I didn't I, she definitely Yeah, did. when they were saying like how young she really was, I didn't think looking at the video now and then even looking at it then, I always thought I think growing up I always yeah, thought Aaliyah never, was like older than what she yeah. really was. I didn't know like damn we was almost the same age. You know what I'm saying? I didn't I wasn't thinking that. And then looking at the video, it's like, damn, she does look older. Yeah. But it's just like still, no matter how old she looked, yeah. you still you're still wrong. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Her age is her age. No matter how old or young she looks, you're still wrong. And what's weird for me is that, okay, Aaliyah, so we know for sure that her parents, or at least her mother, was like heavily involved with, you know, in her life and her career. So 
how are these young girls, I mean, I just was really thinking about this, like, how are these young girls really on tour and, like, just traveling with this man all over and yeah. they that young and it's no parents around, like, it's no, nobody there, Yeah, you know, making sure, nothing, they just, like, out yeah. there. Yeah. In the that streets. was just really In crazy to me. Especially when they had their father in their life. Uh, to be honest with you, as a man, as a man, it was no way I would have another grown man. Even when the t- the tapes had came, the the thing about it was they was like, oh yeah, he the you know he was not guilty, you know, so we trusted it, you know. They even had the tape with R. Kelly on there, you know, and they trusted their young daughter to be with R. Kelly. As a man, it's no way I'm in the booth like I'm posted up. It's no way that R. Kelly gonna steal something, you know, steal my daughter from me. I'm gonna go find her. Like, when they was doing the little wellness checks mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and they was throwing rocks at the... No way, bro. I'm, I'm busting down the door. The yeah. cops gonna have right. to call. They gonna right. have to arrest me. Gonna, right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna call you for nothing. They gotta yeah. come get me. I'm gonna be up there. Yeah. Yeah. But, but that, yeah. The, I, it's just like, the parents, how do you, again, like what y'all both were saying, like, how do you let your child go... Let's say you're from freaking Florida. How you let your child go from Florida to Chicago? Right. Like, they were, like, and they're 15, going back and forth. He flying them out. And they going back and forth. And you, and then some of them playing that game. Like, oh, she was lying about where she was going. What? My mama knew everywhere I was going. I couldn't, even, I couldn't even walk across the street without telling my mama I was going over there. Yeah. So, it, it is, that's just, that's just what it yeah. Um. R. Kelly could be facing uh, an investigation in Georgia by the Fulton County DA after airing of the Lifetime documentary series that um, that had him allegedly, uh, you know, uh, you know, different a- allegations of abuse and uh, uh, you know being a pedophile and stuff like that. Do you think <laughs> that the feds are going to lock up um, R. Kelly for this, or you yeah. think this is just a new? Uh, New scheme like the two thousand. I would be surprised if he didn't get locked. I would be really surprised because the amount of uh, of attention that this is getting. I mean, look at us. We're talking about it right now. This yeah. is going to be something that people are going to see, and it's still going to be talking. People are talking about it. So I think anytime you have with the birth yeah, exactly. Right. You know what I'm <laughs> and it's just like now, it's like everybody. Everybody's on talking it. Like, about I mean, it. if they weren't back then, everybody on it. Now we know how many people lives you were messing with we yeah. know who they are i mean we know like real small detail i mean big details about each individual you was rocking with we know where y'all was staying there i mean like we know everything yeah so, lives have changed even the the events the sick events that he did lives changed then but lives have changed now too because now we know we can put names to faces okay. and you can see this person who helped him or whatever the case may be you can you know their name, you know their face now. So it has to be something that comes of it from you know whoever it is, the feds or whatever. You know what I'm saying? It has to be somebody has to take precedence and look at it like, hey, this is a problem. This is something he's still doing it. Let's we need to be proactive about it and get on it now and go ahead and, and serve him for that. Now you can't try him for something that he's already done, like he's already been acquitted for those other tra- tra- uh, charges. Yeah. But you can definitely try him for this new stuff that he's doing. I think I think it's gonna blow off. You think so? Because at the, at the time it was grown, and it was kind of like, oh yeah, I was you know I was kidnapped. But 
you know, as you look, I think it was part five, that dark-skinned lady, she was mm-hmm. saying that... With the ponytail. Yeah, with the yeah. ponytail. She was a super fan. She was actually, you know, she had to knock, you know, knock for food and mm-hmm. all this other stuff. And she was in a, a, a sex room that was all black. It was really weird. R. Kelly, you nasty, but... But anyway, yeah. uh, she said she just got up and left. She, I didn't hear that she said she had to fight or wrestle. Right, so that's what I'm saying. These people were free to go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, like free, bro. So it seemed like it seemed like he he messed up their minds so bad. Where it's just like you know how I, I don't know it's, it was something I, I think I even read or heard. Like you know you leave somebody in the locker room like hey the door is locked you can't get out. Yeah, the door was really unlocked. You could get out at any time you want nice. to, but somebody told you that you like, damn man, the door is unlocked. I mean, the door is locked. I can't even get out of here, bro. What yeah. I'm gonna do? How I'm gonna get out? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's kind of one of the mind tricks that he played on them was like, you can't leave here. You got, you have to tell me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When you want to eat? When you want to do this? But meanwhile, the door was unlocked. They could have left at any time. He wasn't going to stop them from leaving. But he had mentally messed them up so bad. Yeah. Well, hell, they couldn't even. They couldn't even think about leaving just because they were so worried about what could happen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So Right, which is why I have an issue with why well, I don't have an issue with especially on the documentary when they was like, well, really everybody, let's support our black girls and black women. Let's protect our black girls and black women. I I truly believe that from the bottom of my heart. But a part of doing that is not waiting to like traumatic things happen. A part of like protecting black women and black men is to one, pay attention because I don't see how anybody missed this stuff like their family members and all this and that. I don't see how they miss this stuff. And then, you know, nurturing, nurturing, self-confidence, self-esteem, yeah. all of that. Because really, that's how they got into these situations initially. Like, he wouldn't have been able to get you if you, you know. Yeah. So, how y'all feel about the, the details of what they were saying? Like, they had to not for food, that the punishment was no food. Uh, I think, what was the other punishment? Um I forgot. It was just crazy things like, um, you know, he will spank you or whoop you or hit you, stuff like that. What do y'all think about, like, the details? Do y'all think it was uh, exaggerated or y'all think this is true? I mean, it could definitely be true. I'm not going to say that I don't think that it's true. Um, But, again, it still goes back to if you were free to leave and you didn't (laughs) I swear I'm not trying to be insensitive, but it's just really like, wow, we really need to do a better job with paying attention to our children and educating our children and making sure that their mental is good because the fact that they, you know, got caught up in these type of situations is really crazy. The fact that they weren't like really pinned down to the floor Nothing like they really could have left and they didn't, and they mm-hmm. endured this stuff. That's that's really like it's crazy, crazy when you think about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think that the the whole everything that he did was just it just was it was just sick and weird. Yeah. Like, like why would you want to do that to somebody? Like, nevertheless, why would you want to do that to a, a young girl? Like, why would you want to just go? Th- why would you want to put somebody through that type of torment and that type of punishment? That type of just you know, just mentally messing them up. Like, I don't really, I just think that for him doing that, that's, that's definitely messed up. You know what I'm saying? And I, it, it, again, it just blew me away. The fact that 
he just was putting putting his hands on women, beating them, or whatever the case may be. But it was just more like, okay, you didn't do what I said. I'm gonna hit him. I'm I'm gonna beat you or whatever. You yeah. know what I mean? It just it just it really yeah. just took me back a little bit, and I was like, I ain't, I ain't really fucking with this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Honestly, what what y'all think about that part when uh, the mother she went to Beverly Hills and she went into the hotel and she actually got her daughter back. But at the end of the documentary, it said that two days later, she went back to R. Kelly. Then I think she went back to her mom. I think, like, what do y'all think about that? Like, I that think was, I might have missed that part. Yeah, I know. I think I know what you were talking about, but yeah. I just don't know. I mean, know I, remember, I remember the part I know, where I know she the, came the out, like, her mom got her. Yeah. But I swear I must have missed the part where she went back. Like, what? So no, no. She, it was actually, like, in the, uh, if you read it at the end. It said, yeah, Dominique went back two days later to R. Kelly, but she came back. Like, she went back to her mama. I think what I think happened was R. Kelly kind of, like, probably, you know, abused her. Mm-hmm. And she probably was like, oh, this ain't it. So I need to go back. So, yeah. and, and the thing about it is, I think R. Kelly got, like, I think he's kind of like a, a homosexual. Because the reason why I say that is because... um it's because he dressed her up as a boy. boy. Yeah. I think he has like some twisted weird thing with that also. I'm not I'm not talking about homosexuality. I'm just saying that I think that's just one of his um things also. Because I didn't really touch deep on that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I seen I seen that part too and yeah. It's just it was just weird that he would put her through that, you know what I'm saying? Make her pretty much I don't know if she wanted to do that or she wanted to to go through that process, but it was it was definitely weird to see that he would make her do that. So. Right, and when he was molested, um, did they ever discuss whether or not? I don't think they really told whether or okay. not he was a female or a male. Okay, I was going. That's actually okay. I was going to get to that next. So our Kelly brother, uh, he was on a, a radio. Um, he was on a radio interview uh, just I think two days ago or whatever. He was saying that. Uh, they were molested at the age of six and ten by their sixteen-year-old sister, um, and he was saying that he was describing it in detail that his sister like grabbed his head or whatever, put it between um, her legs, and told him to lick very fast. And I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. It's not funny. Yeah. but you know, so you know, so the. I guess, you know, oral or sex or fellatio, whatever you want to call it, um, she was making him do. Do you think, uh, should we use this as an excuse for R. Kelly? I don't feel like it needs to be an excuse, but I do think that we need to be real. Like, Mm -hmm. he's an individual, too, a human being, too. He needed help a long time ago. That's one of the reasons why I do blame the people around him, because y'all should have, if y'all care about this man and he's family, like y'all was saying, he should have got the help, point blank yeah. period, even if it cost you your job, mm-hmm. your check, whatever. Because, I mean, he's destroyed people's lives, so, mm-hmm. I mean, and his own. So, I mean, yeah. we have to be real about that now. Like, he definitely had his own thing going on, and people did mistreat him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, like, we, we, we got to do better about this mental health thing. Yeah. It's going to keep coming up. Watch your kids, man. Watch yeah. who they're yeah. hanging out with. Yeah, watch, watch, watch it. Take, just take close note of who my your kids are. My kid ain't going nowhere. My kid ain't going to daycare. I mean, it's <laughs> it's hard, man. It's, it's gonna be right there. Hey, 
we inserted it together. You better scrub up. <laughs> like, little, little Jeremy over there uh, handed handed Doctor Jeremy the uh, scalpels and 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 uh, cleanup material. But it's scary, man. I think I'm not a parent, but I understand. I understand what parents go through when it comes to kids because I know what my mom thinks even now. You know what I'm saying? I'm a grown man, but I'm pretty sure she still worries yeah. about me, you know, from time to time. You know what I mean? And the fact that, you know, the some of the parents, just, well, seems like all the parents really didn't care too much for it. It was just, it was something that, you know, I wish they would have took more note into. I, was, I wish they would have paid more attention to. Yeah. Maybe some of this could have been stopped or thwarted or, you know what I mean? Something, something could have happened. Yeah. You know, before all this took place. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. Okay. So it was a, it's a recent video that has been circling the internet or Twitter or whatever. Uh, it shows actually like all the sex slaves that, uh, that were missing or whatever. Uh, from R. Kelly, they were in the front row. Um, this came out today, actually. Mm-hmm. So they was like in the front row, high fiving, high fiving uh, R. Kelly, the Dominique girl, the Jocelyn girl, the uh, um, the Ariel girl. I think her name was mm-hmm. that was missing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so they were all in the front row or whatever. Front so row, what? his yeah, show. Up. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, so that was kind of weird. When, so, when did the show? Yeah, this show? like when did the show take place? I don't know. I think they said it was 2017 or something like that. And they was all just Two in the front row, just it was buddy, all, buddy. Yeah, buddy, buddy. So this even like, uh, you know, puts fuel to the fire. And I also heard that R. Kelly is fleeing to Africa. That was on the yeah, that was on the Breakfast Club this morning. So I don't know. I mean, he could, because I don't, unless he has, you know, I don't think they're blocking him from leaving the country. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't think he, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he ain't on trial. He ain't on trial. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's not facing, he may be facing charges, but he hasn't been indicted. So he can leave and come and go as he wants to. Yeah. But uh, I feel like that's a cowardly way of doing it. But, um, you know, if that's what he chooses to do and run away from his issues, I, I feel like that's probably why he's in this. He's been running away from his issues his whole life. You know what I'm saying? Instead of facing it head on, you know, we be, we be talking about something more positive against him. But, um, that I mean, that with them sitting in the front row and all that, that's, that's kind of weird, though. You know what I mean? I don't... Right. Yeah. I, don't I guess he... Oh no. Maybe maybe it was something that he set up because he may have knew that something like this was coming, where you know they have a documentary special on something, and mm-hmm. you know he has that in his back, like how he was blackmailing people. You know, oh, I know he's blackmailing people on the West Now, like Wendy Williams and a few other people, oh, like yeah. blackmailing them to to do that. Maybe he was blackmailing them, like, hey, I got this video, y'all on the front row, just to hyping it up. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Y'all go out and talk. I'm going to just throw this out there to discredit everything that y'all will ever say about me. You see what I'm saying? So maybe that's what it was. I don't know. But I also feel like all of these women, I believe, are of, like of age now. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I no, yeah. no, I'm just saying, I think because they are of age, that also is helping his case out. And then the fact that I feel like he's like, if I can get everybody to look happy, go lucky, be all cool and everything, mm-hmm. what can they say about me? Right. Like, they chilling. Right. They ain't looking like they being abused, blah, blah, blah. He probably setting it up like that. Like, okay, so... 
if somebody do try to get me with what's currently going on today, they wouldn't be able to because we all chilling. They in the front, they in the front row, they yeah. of age, whatever. What can y'all really say? That's why the police couldn't really go up there and get that one girl because she's of age, really. She can make her own decisions where she want to stay at Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I just want to, you know, give our listeners, uh, if you ever find yourself in a sexual assault or, you know, experiencing sexual abuse or anything like that, I just want to give y'all, you know, a number y'all can call and reach out to people. So that's 1-800-656-4673. Again, that's 1-800-656-4673. I know we make I don't, know, I don't want to say jokes about it, but I know we're talking about the R. Kelly thing, whatever like this, but this is a serious matter, it and it's on a national scale, and it really looked bad for uh, our black men out here. So, you know, we just need to, um, yeah, yeah we, need, we need to just take this serious, and when people come out with this, we don't need to uh, discredit it. Right, yeah, please take it serious, you know what I'm saying? Definitely, if you need to reach out to that hotline, please go back and listen to it and just, you know, and, and, and reach out to somebody. If you are experiencing out, have experience, or you need to talk to somebody, I think, you know, a lot of people are, you know, they're scared to, to tell their story. Please just tell it, you know, yeah. some tell somebody, you know what I mean? Tell somebody that you trust because it's hard to carry that from such a young age and carry that into your, you know, your, your, your adult life. So, you know what I'm yeah. saying? I definitely, I definitely believe you should, you know, tell somebody on it. Yeah. Right. Whether it's voluntary, like whether you were doing something voluntary or not, wrong is wrong. And so, especially with this case, like, I do feel like, you know, yeah, they could have got up and walked away. But, you know, I'm dismissing all of that. I digress. Yeah. Wrong yeah. is wrong. Yeah. He is, you know, a predator. And so, it is what it is. So, so. Yeah, that's what it is. All right. But, you know, to my favorite part of the show, I'm going to give y'all a gem for this week. And I want y'all to meditate on it. I really want y'all to think about this. This is 2019 right here. Okay, so when God gives you a dream, don't tell it right away because for every dream, there's somebody called a dream killer. When people don't have the ability to dream, they survive by assassinating those who do. Mm. So don't go around telling people, oh, I got this business. You know, you ain't even got nothing on Instagram yet. You ain't even got nothing started. Like, we didn't even say anything about our podcast until we kind of, like, put it out there. I think we put it for, like, a day. Yeah, but other than that, don't be going around telling people your dreams and goals because a everybody ain't happy for you. B people can steal your dreams and your you know your aspirations. And C you just giving people just you know other things to talk about. You know, uh, I think J Cole said it best. He said, uh, "If they don't know my dreams, they can't shoot them down." Mm-hmm. So if they don't know your dreams. Hey, you can you can take off, lift off. So I want you to lift off in 2019 and be the best person you can be. So um, do y'all have any gems for 2019? I mean, I got something to piggyback off of that. Um, mm-hmm. And I heard it this past Sunday while we was on our way to church. And Shout out to Pastor Anthony, right? It wasn't, and it wasn't even, it wasn't even, it was before we got there. It was, it was on the ride there, bro. Oh, it was Pastor Keon? So, yeah, it was Pastor oh. Keon. Pastor Keon. So this is directly from his mouth. And it, it relates to dreams. A dream is nothing more than a thought asking for permission to live. Mm. I'm gonna say it again, just in case I miss, you know, mispronounced it or whatever the case may be. A dream is nothing more than a thought 
asking for permission to live. Oh my god, bro, we didn't even talk about this. We didn't even talk about this gym thing. I mean, That's we, crazy. we didn't, I, and I promise you, we didn't say nothing about. We didn't it. even it's, say that. We don't we, even talk about. We don't talk about it. it. Yeah. He, he has his gyms. I, 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 I try to bring something to the table. And that's just, and that's just that's what, deep. you know what I'm saying? That's just what I had. That's but deep. Gotta, you gotta, you, if you're not dreaming, you're not, you're not, you're not doing it. You know what I'm saying? You're not yeah. going to get to where you need to get to. So yeah. you got to be a dreamer. You got to be a, a, a ideal. You got to, if you have an idea, go with it, run with it. You know what I'm saying? Everything we see in front of us today is, is an idea. Cause for the heart was an idea. She Thanks. materialized it. You know what I'm saying? The crew podcast was an idea. We materialized it. It's, it was a dream and monetizing. It was a dream that we that we thought of and that we, we put to put to action. So, you know what I'm saying? You got anything you want to piggyback yes, I on? I just want to say definitely go for your go for your goals definitely dream definitely reach for the sky but most importantly i just want everyone to like really be at peace with themselves in 2019 mm-hmm. because we forget yeah, to do that we work a lot we always trying to chase dream chase money mm-hmm. and stuff but we forget about mental health mm-hmm. and like being aware of what's really going on with ourselves because it does like come out in everything that you do like where your mental is, it's, it's very visible. Like, you can see it in everything that you do. So, it's just like, don't forget that. That's all I want to say. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. But, you know, again, I just want to thank you for taking the time out to yeah. come. To come up, Appreciate Deja coming thank through. You. Thank yeah. you for inviting yeah. me. This yeah. is I hope not to go- see you guys again. Yeah, this is not your last time seeing Deja, man. Yeah. We're going we gonna to bring her back. As you can see, I think... I, I think this was a, a wonderful episode. Yeah. I think it was very informative, and you got um, you know a woman, um, you know, perspective. Yeah, and you know, it's it was just episode three. Like yeah. it's just episode three, and again, you're gonna be seeing her again, and you know, we're gonna we're gonna go from there. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, again, we appreciate you coming through. Shout out to you. Shout out to Cops for the Heart. Go check that out. We, we got we got all the links. Go check it out right now. <laughs> yeah. Right now. Not now, but right now. Yeah. All right, man. Welcome to the crew, man. Yeah. What does the cross on your forehead signify? It's a knife.